Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrich. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrich here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is the great man, the guru of football, <laughs> Adrian Barrett, oh. Channel 7 sports reader, reporter. Perth Football Club president and former West Coast Eagle. They could probably do with you at the moment. Yeah, I wrote a column this week, actually, in the STM magazine for Sunday. It's a good column. I enjoy it. You do, yeah. No, thank you. And uh, I'm just defending, not defending the Eagles, because someone in your paper said, um, the Eagles have never been so bad. And I said, oh, contraire, my friend. (laughs) When I was playing. You were in your time? (laughs) We kicked one goal. Remember that day we kicked one goal? I was there (laughs) at Windy Hill. I was there. I remember it because someone stole my microcassette tape recorder and I got an $80 parking fine. (laughs) That's the last time I ever went to Windy Hill. And I'm I'm saying it's probably the last time you went to Windy Hill. We lost by 140 points and then we lost by 130 points in Sydney. And the Swans kicked 30 goals, 22 or something, 30 goals. I always remember the Swanettes behind the goals just absolutely knackered because they had to dance after every goal. <laughs> they had to dance 30 times. The Swanettes and the Bluebirds. Remember the Bluebirds? Yeah, Bluebirds, yeah. You-, hey, hey, you know that game? Someone kicked eight goals. Uh, you were, you were, there's no way that you could guess who kicked eight well, goals. Well, it obviously wasn't Warwick Kappa. No, he kicked five that day against okay. us. Yeah. A bloke, a little bloke kicked eight. Eight goals against the West Coast Eagles at the SCG. A rover. Okay. A rover. Craig Holden. No, no not Craig Holden. Um, not as chunky as him. His, his name is a f- famous rock star's name as well. Oh. Okay, come on. Stevie Wright. Oh, Stevie yes, Wright. I remember Stevie, Stevie Wright. Stevie Wright. Who, Had the little mop of curls. Yeah, he kicked eight goals against the Eagles. Wow. A rover. I wasn't playing on him. That's I've seen time. plenty of Rovers kick big bags. Lee Matthews kicked uh, nine from roving one day. I saw that. Yeah, but he's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not Stevie Wright. And now a bit to get through, Barra, before we get into our tips for the week. Uh, firstly, let's just touch on the tribunal. So Jacob Van Royen and the Melbourne Football Club up for appeal today. Um, it's one that I've wrestled with a bit, this one, but I'm comfortable with two weeks for that. I you, think you I, are comfortable? I am comfortable with it, Barra. Yeah, I think... And it'll be interesting to see what they do. You have to prove that the tribunal got it manifestly wrong in terms of the evidence that was presented to them. I'm not sure they can prove that. They may well do so, but I'm not sure. Divided the footy world, Barra, this one. Well, Well, actually, everyone's pretty well in Van Royen's corner. Most people are. And a lot of people fired up because it's changing the game, mate. Well, A forward like that, I mean, a lot of the stars have come out and said, when you're a forward like that, you have to make a contest. And he was trying to make a contest. He wasn't trying to belt the bloke. He was actually trying to just bring the ball to ground. Yeah, I think you're right. So but unintentional. There was an accident. But it's still it's a, a duty footy, of care. You've it's still a footy, got a duty of care to your opponent. All right. So 
This is what Will Powell has said. Yeah, this said. is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a bit surprised that the kid who's playing good footy, normally when you play good footy, you say magnificent footy. You say Will nothing, Powell. don't you? So you just keep your yeah. head down. Things don't, don't balls in and out. Mind you, it's his teammate, Charlie Ballard, who yeah. was injured in the incident with Van Royen. So what did he say? And he did get asked about it, so I suppose you do have to answer. So Will Powell has said about Van Royen's uh, Van. It's Van Royen, isn't it? Van yes. Royen's band. He said, okay, so Van Royen, he didn't make contact with the footy, didn't have eyes for the footy, and he smacked Charlie in the side of the head. I think he got what he deserved. The MRO is doing a good job. I reckon the AFL Tribunal might call him in as a witness, I think. That's uh, pretty damning. But now, look, The only thing you've got to think about, though, is that uh, where are we going with it? I mean, I'll tell you where we're going with it. We're protecting the head, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah, so what's the na- next thing that's going to happen? Well, I don't know. but if, if I do know. Okay, what is I'll it? I'll tell you what's going to happen. What? Someone is going to get suspended for taking a high mark and knocking someone out. Oh, yeah, with the knee in the back of the head. Someone's going to go for a screamer and someone's going to get hit in the head. And how would you feel, young Quartermain, if that bloke gets suspended for taking a high mark? Yeah, well, if you take the mark, it's funny because you take the mark, it's not a free kick. If you drop the mark and you get him in the head, it's a free kick. Yeah. And well, that's right. Well, and, because and it, the object is. So the to bump's take, gone. They've fixed the bump. We up. don't want to see the high mark taken out of the game, obviously. Yeah, and they've sorted the tackle out now. So the they tackle's have sorted under the, the pump. tackle. The players the have. The spoil is now under siege. And the high mark will be next. I think the spoil, you can still We will spoil be crapping f- on about the high mark and what a disgrace it is very soon. Okay, okay. We'll be when someone gets suspended. Do. Uh, you don't I, want to see that though, do no, you? No, I don't. But I don't want to That's s- where it's going. Well, the game, I think where it's going is they've, they've shifted, seismically shifted the goalposts and they've done it because they want to protect the head because they want numbers coming mm. through in the future and they won't get them if people... It, it, but it's simple. a contact sport. That's the thing. Yeah, but you... When you go out there, you know there's going to be contact. And sometimes it. it's going to be in the wrong spot. And if you're not doing it deliberately, you know, what? Do you, well, how do you change it? You don't go for high marks. You've got to adapt to the community feeling, mate, and that is parents don't want their kids playing where their head, their head is vulnerable. And so this is where they're going. Simple as that. It's where, it doesn't matter whether you and I like it or not. That's where they're going. No, it's not me and you. It's the fans. I reckon if you surveyed the fans, they would not be happy with where it's going. Well, there'll be because no it'll, fans. It'll be becoming a non-contact sport. Yeah. Well, is that it, what we want? Not not a non-contact sport. No, I, I less think, contact. Sport. I think there's the game is you've never been more courageous in terms of gut running and the physical contact that's legal in body on body. Gut running's not contact. Still, no, but I'm saying it's it's a hard game. It doesn't have to be. I think if I didn't see one more um, punch in the head or. Uh, Accidental punch in the head, I would be happy. Mm. What about a knee in the head from a mark? Yeah, I'm not happy with that, but that's just high marks are a feature of the game. Yeah, well, you there you go. Well, you're going to have to cross that bridge soon, mate, because it's well, coming. Well, let's see. It is coming. Not the first bridge I've crossed, Barra. I was puzzled with uh, Junior Rioli being downgraded from severe to high. So the three weeks went down to two weeks. Now, people might pile on me for this, but I don't know. It was well off the ball. I. Yeah, anyway, good on him. He got the two weeks, so we move on. He was, blo- he was trying yeah, to block the bloke. Yeah, mate, well off the ball. It did, it, 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 I loved how the the defenders of... of the blokes concussed and won't play this week, you know, really. Yeah, yeah he, it was a slow concussion too, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a he, weird incident. It was like a WWF or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a slow-mo, yeah. WWE. Mm. It, but you know what? That the, His defence, Junior Rioli's defence was that the bloke ran into his elbow. Oh, yeah, geez, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> is there a case to be made there? No. 
<laughs> you can't can, run into can, someone's elbow. I'm going to run into your fist, am I? Can I run into someone's elbow? I, ran, I was at the pub last night. I ran into a bloke's fist. <laughs> I, what, really? What, what made it hard to swallow was the fact how slowly he went down. Oh, what, yeah. was it, what was the bomber's name? Bloke's oh, name? He shouldn't be. I mean, the poor bloke's concussed he's, and he's going to miss it. Jordan Ridley. Yeah, Ridley. And... I know, it's clearly was, there was impact there, clearly. It was just a delayed reaction to it. And it looked a bit odd, but he was clearly concussed. And he's going to miss this week, isn't So, I, I don't know, I was puzzled by that. But anyway, we move on. Booing, buddy. Yeah, big uh, story now. Now, what's the latest now? Well, the latest is, is Eddie Maguire's come out and he said, I think that we should not boo Indigenous players. Yeah. He says we should make a special case for Indigenous players because... You know they've had a hard time, and they and if they think it is is racial, that's all that matters. If they think it's racial, then it's racial. That's my opinion of it. The thing is, but if even if it's not, if they think it is, then mm. they're uncomfortable. I just think I didn't think it was racial. I just thought yeah. it was he's a champion player. We're never going to know, are we? But he's towed him up before. He plays rough. You know, he, he sometimes asks for free. But kicks. it came from nowhere, Barra. They haven't booed him in the past. He didn't. He didn't he do something with Murphy at one stage? It might have been payback for Nick Dacos as well. Oh yeah, but you know, we'll get onto that in a second, actually. But um, oh, look, I think. You know, are there, clearly the Adam Goods. There's a part. There's a racist component to the Adam Goods booing, yeah, and it drove him from the game. And Goodsy hasn't returned, and the game is poorer that's for what, it. That's why we're so sensitive. Poorer about it. for it. Yeah. And I think if it's not a bad idea from Eddie, I think. And um, I, look, I don't really like booing. I've never really got it. Yeah. I've, I've yelled out plenty of stuff at the footy, but never boo. You know, boo. I know, it's it is strange. When, stupid thing to yell it out. It's a anyway. weird thing. What does and it mean? I, I think it looks bad for the kids too. When you, if your dad's there, I don't mind. And the umpires are coming off and they're booing the absolute bejesus out of the umpires, mm. or the, uh, sorry to say that, the ab- absolute crap out of the umpires. That is weird, isn't it? It does feel a bit well, weird. You it, feels un- it feels not right. Yeah. It feels a bit bitter. feels a bit malicious. feels a bit. Small, you know what I mean. Depends where it's coming from. If it's if it's, you can sort of tell where it's coming from. Some of it's just innocuous. Yeah, if they're laughing, Karen, I had a few beers. Yeah, that's but if all right. They, but you know what? The other side is. I saw some research that said that it is great stress relief for people, and it saves them from oh, expressing yelling. themselves yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you yell at the TV, it's good apparently. Mm. Even though you, there's no chance that they're going to hear it. You know how people, some people yell at the TV? That, yeah. Apparently, that's good for your mental You know what life. I do? I have a pair of footy socks next to me, and I throw the sock at the telly <laughs> if I get angry. That's what I do. That's my release. One of your favourite players, Jordan Lewis, said that, look, Buddy wouldn't care. and Didn't look like he was that worried about it. See Darcy Moore go up to him and apologise after the game? Mm. Another great uh, uh, display of leadership from Darcy Moore, as we've seen in recent weeks. He is great, isn't he? The only thing I'd ask is this. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this then. Why would Buddy want to play footy if he thought he was getting booed because he was an Indigenous Australian? Well, I'd suggest he wouldn't. That is the question, isn't mm. it? But you've, you've contracted, would you'll you play, play the year sport, out. Why would you play a sport if you thought you are getting booed because you were Aboriginal? Yeah. Well, that's, that's right. That's where Goods got to. He said, "He did." Why am I doing this? Exactly. Why am I allowing myself to be? I think with Buddy's case, it's different because it's only new. It's just happened. This is his last year. I hope because I don't want to see him going around again. He's a champion player. Um, let's just let's just send him off the way he should be sent off. He's been fantastic for the game. No, one of the great players to watch. Puts bums on seats. Let's send him yeah, off. Yeah, Ben Cousins said fate it, him it was a chance goes. for Collingwood people to almost say goodbye and say thanks for a great career. He's got one more game at the MCG, and he may, may be managed or he may be injured, but one more game, if, and if 
unless they play finals, which is 50-50 for them this year. So, you know, let's see him off in the and the MCG, the theatre of some of his great moments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of those goals. And 13. Hey, what about what, what about that was Eddie's, in Lonnie. What about Eddie's line about... Um, Nick Dacos and the push and shove? No, before we get to that, what about his line about, okay, it's okay to boo, boo Papley, but you can't boo Buddy? Well, because Papley covets it. He loves it. He gets in people's faces. <laughs> he some, likes it. <laughs> some players deserve it. And you know what? I love Papley. He's one of my favourite players. He it. Of the non-Hawthorne players. I love him. But you, you What does, do you mean he deserves because it? Because he... Because <laughs> he celebrates and he gets in on. He gets about two centimetres from opponents' faces and says, come on. <laughs> he deserves yeah. it. <laughs> so I think you might be asking for it. You deserve that, Bowie. <laughs> you might just be asking for Mate, it. And he was on a roll because then he kicked on to... Oh, about no, the Nick Dacos stuff. <laughs> I don't agree with Eddie. Mate, he was, he was like, you know when you get fired up on radio or yeah. TV and you end up going too far? <laughs> this is what Eddie's done. He's gone, there should be a taunting rule. Like in the NFL. In the NFL where you get in, you get suspended or even fined for taunting players or you get a free kick against you because Nick Dacos should not have been taunted. Oh, come on. And his brother shouldn't have got fined for coming in to protect him <laughs> from being taunted. <laughs> come on. Uh, look, and, and apparently... He, Put him in it too, Josh, on radio. He said, apparently, Nick, you, he interviewed Nick on radio. He said, you can, you're paying the fine. Is that right? Look, you yeah, know the what? AFL was ringing Poor up baby Canada. button. Mama's gone a hunting, Barra. <laughs> Seriously. You, it's a bit of a push and shove out there. It's all right. But what about sportsmanship? Oh, come what, on. Think about the children, Glenn. Yeah, what okay. about the example to kids? Actually, that- I would hate to oh, – the good point, I would hate to see – a junior footballer going and rubbing another player's hair after he's kicked a, a goal. A point. I'd hate and to after see that. A point. And they do emulate them. So or, it's yeah. a good point. So if he's made a mistake and you rub his head, he's missed the goal. Do you ever rub a bloke's head? <laughs> no, it wasn't my style, sort of style. You know what? I played one game of VFA seconds because they were short on numbers. We got absolutely pummeled. I was in a back pocket, got a vote. Of course I did because they kicked 50 goals. But this guy was coming through the centre. He was about twice the size and twice the weight of me and he went through two blokes and I was third in line and the goals were behind me and I thought, I'm going to have to have a crack at this bloke. So I did everything I could to tackle him and of course he flung me straight into the box hill mud. My face went into the mud. I've got grass coming out of my mouth <laughs> and as he's come past, he's kicked the goal and as he's come past, he's rubbed, he's put his head hand in the back oh. of my head, pushed it into the mud again and, oh. <laughs> and oh. said to me, thanks for coming. Oh. And I thought, you know what, this is fantastic. Fantastic. I loved it. I killed it. him. Did you go after him? No, I loved it. Oh. It's what footy's all about. Actually, I, I, okay, let's play true confessions here. Mm-hmm. I, I'll admit that I did something wrong once. What'd you do? In once. a footy game. Like really crossed the line and Ooh. I did it deliberately. And the umpire knew it and was at the end of the game and he didn't suspend me. It was uh, Go- um, Darren, Go- Darren Goldspink was yep. the umpire. And he got dropped. This is in a v- AFL game? AFL game. Yeah. He got dropped for not reporting me. Well, what did you do? Tell and, us. And you who, can't leave the list. Who was the Brownlow medalist um, from Melbourne? One of the one of their Brian brothers. Wilson. Brian Wilson. What was Bri- Brian Wilson was the old age Papley, wasn't he? Oh, he's annoying. Wasn't he like Papley? Yeah, he was like Papley, right? So imagine Papley, right? Yeah. And he'd been giving it to us all day, yeah. and the ball comes in a bit high, and he's backing back with it. And I thought I got a chance to take out this bloke mm-hmm. here, and I took him out. I hit him with every last sap of my youth on the side of the head. <laughs> And <laughs> he, what went, he, he went down in a screaming heap. I'm thinking, I'm gone here. And then the siren went. So it's Goldspig think and, either he didn't like Wilson, <laughs> but the umpires <laughs> liked him because he won a brown light. Yeah, that's right. Um, either he thought he deserved yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Was it payola? <laughs> I don't know. Either, either he thought he deserved it or he thought, you know what? The siren's gone. It's raining. It's muddy. 
Uh, what uh, it, was it? The old uh, Melbourne ground. Where, where did Melbourne used to play? Oh, Junction Oval. At the Junction Oval. He's probably killed her. Stuff this. I have to stuff around reporting this number thirty-eight from the West Coast Eagles. I'm getting off the ground. Love going to the footy at the Junction Oval. Straight across the road after the game for a bowl of yeah. bolognese Those at Leo's Spaghetti Bar. Sorry and then a couple of beers story. down at the SB down the road. <laughs> the good old Junction Oval. The tram back it's into the trip town. down memory lane, McCullough, oh, isn't it? Hey, loving it. Let's pick some winners, mate. Yes, mate. Really uh, you, how'd you go last week? Uh, everyone got eight or nine. Yeah, everyone got everyone eight. Got I got eight because I missed out on Brisbane on Friday night. Hey, just before you move yep. on, I had this one thing that I wanted to ask you. Yes. It's been, it has been troubling me mm. because I know that Craig Hutchison, I know Craig Hutchison, I work with Craig I know Hutchison, Craig well. yeah. he's done extremely well. We go back. But he has created a monster. How? Now, when I say a monster, if this gets back to Kane, I don't want, because I like Kane, mm-hmm. I think what he did in ch- for charity and that running, and I think he leads with his chin and he's got a lot of courage. If it gets Kane, if you're listening and gets back to you, I don't mean you're a monster. I'm just saying that you, have ch- you are changing the media, and I'm not sure where we're going with all this. How's he changing the media? Well, he's having he's 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 a Hutchie creation, and he's basically well, he's his own creation. He's creating he's creating content, isn't he? So yeah. I, I reckon he lies in bed at night and he goes, "What's my angle tomorrow?" So what's your think? You think Wh- he does? Where can I get the most the clicks, most- the most follows, the most likes? In digital, where will the other nufties follow me, the other media people, which they always do? And, and nufties comment. is a bit harsh. Well, well, you know what I mean. I do. I mean that in a nice sense. But they do follow suit in Melbourne, don't they? they do, like, he'll say something. He'll get in a blue with Damien Hardwick. He'll say something about Jason Horn Francis, and then it'll become a story. And There's the a, cycle goes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a bit For of about 24 time. hours or two days. Yeah, yeah. So it, what's the question? So, so what do you think of that, the way that he's – he was obsessive as a footballer. He was a tagger, but he's yeah. a three hundred gamer, so he's got credibility, mm-hmm. and he's stirring them up left, right, and centre. And player. he's and he's gone to war with coaches. Uh, paid to have an opinion and good on him. That's my answer. I think. Uh, and when you talk about clickbait, he didn't invent that, mate. That's, clickbait. That's the word. He didn't invent it. No. I mean, this, this but he's is, brought it to this, AFL. This drives the media now, mm. and so well, he hasn't brought it to. It was already existed. Who but, else does it? Well, other journos do it. Damien Barrett. Well, no, I'm not. Not necessarily everyone. Name names, mate. Who else does well, I'm it? I'm saying Damien. Anybody in that? Western Australia? Well, I'm not naming names. It's just that it's part of the industry now. It's important. Clickbait's interesting, um, important. And um, I'm not saying every story is written with that in mind, but it's an important part of it so now. So do you have to believe what you're saying? Yeah, of course. But a journalist isn't necessarily – I write things all the time that I don't necessarily agree with. That's not my job unless it's an anal- analysis you, or an you, opinion but you be- I, I know you believe what you're saying. In fact, often you overbelieve it in my view. Yeah, you're okay. very passionate about okay. everything that happens. Concussional. And yeah, good yeah, on you too. You, yeah, know, you buy into it. No worries. I think that and, be, you, and that's that's opinion versus news, isn't I think it? with journalism you have to be objective. So you have to present both sides of the story. Whether you agree with them or not, it's not really important whether you agree with them. You just got to present both sides. Kane's a bit different because it's it's almost like a comment piece, an analysis. That's yeah, what he's paid to do. Opinion, yeah. But he's paid to do that. But, so I'm so okay does he with have it. to believe it? So you you think he? he I think he believes. He, you most think he wakes of, yeah. up and goes, you know what? Taranto is not. In the top 30% players of the competition. Well, he's not a very good kick. He's and got a point. Even though he's going to win the BNF at Richmond, yeah, I'm going to smash him. Gets plenty of it, but he's not a great kick. And Hardwick might come back at me. Oh, well, good. So you see, so he, sucks you, wrong. So he Coach- sucks you in. You're debating it with me. Well, yeah, there you go. Well- <laughs> <laughs> but coaches are blueing with journos is nothing new either. Oh. And good on Damien Hardwick for sticking up for his player. But you know what? Corns is paid to have an opinion and good on him. 
I tell you what, something will be, be funny. bloody boring if no one had an opinion on anything, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I'm just we saying live in to this you, as a beige world where everyone just agreed with everyone. As a leader of our industry in Western Australia, do you think an opinion person has to believe what he's saying? Well, you don't necessarily have does to believe. Does he reckon it's right? Or is he just saying it because he wants I'm to not inside create a reaction? I'm not inside his head, nor do I want to I'm not saying he's creating a reaction, but I'm just saying, or deliberately... That's part of it. Could he be... I think that's part of it, yeah. And is that a good way to go? Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting television. All right. I'll tell you what's interesting is if Damien Harwick gets the Port Adelaide job, it'll be interesting. But, how, but we second Kenny Hinckley. Well, he hasn't been re-signed yet. It's oh, almost mid-season. Okay, if he Paul? hasn't been re-signed by mid-season, it's never going it's to on. be till later in the year. But and that means it's on. It's interesting. The I'll tell you, that's how it works. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, the longer it, they wait, the yeah. longer the chance you yeah, get tipped out. Yeah, and I do out. understand that, and I agree with that. But the, I think they're going okay, Paul. The bloke at St Kilda got tipped out even though he what signed. What if they play finals and win one? <laughs> what happens then? I don't know. Yeah, All so, right, Smarty. Okay. If Damien I'm not Hardwick, smart. Don't call me smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if Damien Hardwick is available, yeah. do you take Hinkley or do you keep Hinkley or do you get Hardwick? I want to see I want to see where they play. Uh, uh, no quivering, mate. I'm sticking Quibbling. with Ken. Are you staying yeah, with if Ken? If you're pushing me, yeah. Yeah? Why not? Jesus. He's done a good job. Mate, I, their list I, is going okay. That would be seductive. You like that word? Would that be that would be seductive? Dimmer over there. Well, he's got a history there. Played for Richmond and Port. Played got a, a history. In played in their premiership. Yeah. He's mm. Kane Corn's best mate. They're, they're, they're teammates. Caused absolute mayhem at the start of that game, Damien Harvey too. <laughs> he did Went too. around Belton, everyone. Anyway, Belton's probably a bit harsh. Good conversation. We're still on air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> speaking of Richmond, Friday, five twenty p.m. MCG <laughs> Friday. Richmond, $3.35. The Geelong Cats, $1.33. Only nine Tigers have featured in every game this season, Barra. The equal fewest of any team. So they've had a bit of turnover in their squad. The Tigers have recorded a kicking efficiency of 63.4% this season, ranked last. They do... Uh, produce a few clangers, Richmond, but that has been their style, I guess. Geelong have won 12 of their last 15 matches at the MCG, averaging this season, Barra, 111 points there. Mm. Ranked second in the AFL. Mm. That is amazing. Tom Stewart in great form. Uh, Brian Myers coming back into good form. Radaglia playing beautifully in that defensive role. Jeremy Cameron sublime for Richmond. Dion Prestia, um, three goals in a row last week against West Coast. Got them moving in that third quarter. And how good was Shy Bolton last weekend? Fantastic game. Just before you go on from Prestia, I was talking to Ben Cousins about that, and he said three goals from a midfielder, three consecutive goals from a midfielder, almost unheard of. Mm. Can you remember the last time a midfielder came down and kicked three goals from the midfield? It got to that's, the, a, that's a real indictment against it the is. Eagles' defence. I, I get to the point where... With the Who Eagles, was on him, do you know? Uh, at that point, I can't... It wasn't Jimby, right was it? Now. couldn't have been Jimby. He, the I, meatball, and he's not even Ben Cousins. He's the meatball. Yeah. Isn't he? Demon, Dion Prestia. No disrespect. I think it was two and sort of two and a half quarters, the Eagles were really competitive, and Darling kicks that goal from the free and they're in front. And then it was the, almost like the, def- the defensive pressure eased or they ran yeah. out of legs. And it's eight I out of nine. Prestia was able to get forward and kick those three. So I'm picking the Cats here. I don't think Richmond – look, it was a – it was a good win, but it's hard to measure a team. The metrics are weird when you play West Coast at the moment because they're decimated. Exactly. So I'm picking Geelong. I think it'll be a four to five goal win. I'll give you the um, in. So Patrick Dangerfield obviously out of that hammy three or four weeks. 
Gary Rowan is eligible to return, so you think he'd come in, yep. come straight in for the close. He'll, he'll close, come. close got suspended as well. Yeah. Another bizarre suspension. And Brendan Parfit. Brendan, Haven't heard from him for a while. Yeah. Did he play in the GF in the end? Brandon Parfit. Brandon um, Parfit. Uh, ooh, you got me there. No, I don't think he did. did. He, mm. who, who nipped Menangola? Because I was hoping for my man, Sam Menangola, yeah. wonderful bloke, to get in there. Someone uh, went over the what's top. What's happening with Menangola? Yeah, he, he, I don't know Can't what's going on. Can't get a game. Oliver what's Dempsey? his space, I reckon? Yeah, Oliver. Clubs. He's, he's 30 plus, but still got some good footy in him, I reckon. Yeah. Have a look at him. Have you heard of Oliver Dempsey? He's the other one that they're looking at. Cochin's back for Richmond. Yep, managed back in, yep. Yeah, and Ivan Soldo as well. Cumberland, he got uh, originally got dropped, but he got a late reprieve after Soldo missed. So. And he was subbed out again, yeah, wasn't no, he? No, and he was quiet. So he <laughs> sounds like he's come back out. Good player. But he's the yo-yo. Yeah, he's a good player, um, Cumberland. Um, but, you know, I think you feel like he's going to be their whipping boy, don't you? Yeah, exactly. In this current period. Who, Who are you Cats picking? for us, eh? Uh, yeah, Cats for us. Okay. The other doubleheader on Friday, of course, a doubleheader Friday. There will be an overlap of these games because of Mother's Day, Barris. There's only, I think, three games on Mother's Day, or is it two? Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, and oh, by the way, everyone, before I forget, be nice to your mum, buy her, make her some breakfast, buy her something nice. Mm. Important day. Good chance to honour your mum. Uh, West Coast Eagles, $3.50. V, the Gold Coast Suns, $1.30, 6.40pm, Optus Stadium, Friday. Barra, any truth to the rumour? The curator at Optus Stadium has mown the grass really low because he doesn't want Matt Rowe to go and eat at all. <laughs> I was out there talking to the bloke, actually. I can't remember his name. He's, he actually came over from... One the, of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, I've got to say that. <laughs> he came over from the Wacker. So what we're talking about is that great vision of, <laughs> oh, of, of I've Rau. seen some pre-game. Shenanigans, but that man, I, ha- I have sniffed the grass like that. Like you know, you you do become sort of a bit obsessed with your you know your environment, and yeah. you sort of you want to get into the zone. But I've never seen anyone pick up the grass and eat it. No, I mean we saw Lloydie throw it, but yeah. actually eat it was that. I was- know where I'm going wrong. When I was a kid, I used to you know growing up in Melbourne, I'd go to all the obviously all the grounds, and I'd take a little bit of grass from each of them, and I'd get home and put sticky tape it in my scrapbook. I didn't realise you had to eat it. So that's where I went wrong. I could have been playing <laughs> AFL. The only time I ate grass was when I was a kid and my dad... We all eat grass when you're a he kid. He wouldn't give us any food in between meals <laughs> and I was like a giant. And so I would go out the back and eat... I would, I'd eat grass. It's, I mean, that's, that's horrible. It's true confessions this week. Yeah, what's going true on? True confessions. I have had a history with grass, Barra, but that's another story <laughs> for another time. Um, look, I don't... Hang on, I didn't tell you. The groundskeeper told me that he has been worried about how much fertiliser he uses this week. Because of power, because right? make him sick. Pharrell, I mean. Yeah, you will too. Imagine. That's a really good point. And, and you can't eat grass away from major stadiums because, you know, dogs, they don't know what you're eating. Seriously, that's what I used to think. Anyway, uh, grass sir. Go. <laughs> Uh, so what do they do with Jack Use Darling? Jokes about what do they do with Jack Darling? I've just lost the plot now. What do you, what do they do with Jack Darling? I'll tell you what they do with Jack Darling. He plays because he has to. They haven't got anyone to replace him. Uh, and yes, yes, he does get the best defender most weeks, and he's he's been one of the greats for West mm. Coast, no question. But he's in horrible form. Mm-hmm. If it continues early, move him, move him to, to defence, move him upfield, get him into yeah. He can play that second ruck role, relieve yeah. Waterman. Waterman can just settle down in the forward line because he's been good Waterman this year, and he's getting beaten up uh, in the ruck. You, you know what will happen though, don't you? He'll kick four. Well, let's hope so. Because it's the Gold Coast Suns. It's well, hang office. on. I'm going to pull you up on that. They're okay. going all right, who's the Gold gonna, Coast who's Suns. Who's going to mark him? Collins? 
Yeah, well, who's going to mark Oscar Allen then? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, they're going okay. Um, they, their record's not great at Optus. They've lost five of six there, but their win came against the Eagles in round one last year. That was that 27-point win. They're going okay. They've won the contested position count by six per game, third best differential of any side. Um a pre-clearance pressure factor of 263, second highest of any side. Now, with Jared Witts in the ruck, and you've got um, Noah Anderson, you've got Matt Rowell, the grass eater, mm-hmm. um, and other players, Will Powell's in great form, um, Used to Fiorini be- out in a wing. I reckon um, Swallow, they're, mate, they're going okay. Oh, they're going a lot better. Absolutely. They should have beaten Melbourne last week. Very unlucky mm-hmm. up there on the Gold Coast. Yep. I reckon they're three and five. Could be four and five. They only lost to Freo by 10 points. Yep. I'm picking them to win this I game. Was... They may. Here's one. They're a sneaky to to make finals. I'm serious. Do you know how I was talking about Eddie going too far yeah. on the TV show? <laughs> <laughs> I think you've gone too far. Mate, don't, they've never mate, played finals. Come on, Why mate. can't they? With that squad. Why can't then you've they? Got to, who are you going to kick out, first of all? So you've got Carlton in there already. Well, just I'm just saying. You said Carlton made They win eight, enough right? games. They can play finals. <laughs> Who are, you pi- a, who are you picking? That's how it works. I'm picking. I'm picking the Eagles, mate. I reckon they're going to bounce back. Um, they are under man. I've heard that Shannon. You're picking the Eagles. You don't rate Gold Coast at all, do you? No. Well, I just think this is their big chance at home. Uh, Jack's been smashed. Um, I reckon he'll respond. The only thing that worries me, Shannon Hearn, I believe, is out. Okay, Hammy. I reckon he's in that game. I reckon he tweaked his Hammy. I reckon. And is Oscar Allen okay? Because he looked proppy on that knee late in the game, but there's been nothing said about it since. Just imagine if they rest him as well. And I just wanted to defend Peter Sumich as well mm-hmm. in terms of his record. Uh, I don't think younger people or the you know the smarty young people coming through at the moment. They, I don't think they know how great Peter Sumich was. Peter Sumich in the year that I played with him in 1991, he kicked 111 goals. He's a great player. 111 goals. Yeah. He, 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 he won the goal kicking, I think, six times at West Coast. And, and big game player. Oh, huge. In the big games, but always stood up. that point, up. he kicked it and it Oh, the hook draw. in the final? Yeah, well, it's still a draw. <laughs> and, and what did he say? He didn't want to go with the banana in case he missed completely. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a draw. <laughs> he um, has always been very generous with his time, Suma. Um, was as a player, has been post-career. I think he is one of the – the real shame is he never got to coach at AFL level. Exactly. Very I think he would have been a great – his footy IQ is through the roof. I'm going to defend him too, mate. I think he's um, he's he's great for footy. And he's allowed to have an opinion. And he kicked – what he kicked 13? I think it was 13 in one match. Mm. I remember that. Get out of my area. I'm on fire. You know what, is that what this he said? Is, hey, you know what happened one time? This is I know people. Did he say that, get out of my area, I'm on fire? Oh, all the time. Mate, I and, like it. And he, that's his confidence. That's not what Lockett used to say. Lockett used to say, don't stand in the hole. Yeah, stand in the to, hole, you're in a lot of trouble. To the defenders. Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and and, and they'd go, like, they'd turn around, they'd go, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember that yeah, too. I might get out of the hole. I, I, I remember Moldau saying, mate, just get in the hole in front of you. Oh, yeah, sure, mate. No worries. <laughs> did Pat. you have to? No way. <laughs> I was playing on my man. <laughs> There's no way I was getting What did off. Mick say to you? Why didn't you get, mate, I had to start my man. He was going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's running a mate. Mate, yeah, he I was just, frightening. Yeah. Yeah. But the story I was going to tell about Sumo, one time at the Wacko, it was bloody funny. He goes, and this is the confidence of the West Coast Eagles, and they'll probably hate me saying it, but whenever we got behind at half time, in the rooms, nobody worried. Nobody worried. Is that right? Because they just knew we'd push the button in the third quarter. Peter Matera do something amazing. Yeah. McKenna come off the back. Maney be in there. You know, Pike, Evans. Uh, <laughs> Whoever it was, all the all the champions, Jakovic and all the rest of it. And Summer at halftime, he goes, boys, come in, come in here. Boys, I am on fire. Just <laughs> kicked the ball to me. I'm on fire. 
That's what he actually so said. So did you? <laughs> Bloody oath we did. And did he kick a few? I don't know how many he kicked that day, but imagine having the confidence to oh, say yeah. that. That's, well, <laughs> fair enough too. Yeah, funny. Uh, Saturday, 11.45am, SCG. Sydney, $1.30. Fremantle, $3.55. Since round three, Barra, Sydney has conceded 98.7 points per game, ranked 16th. Very unlike Sydney, that. Um, Frio, not a good record at the SCG, has won just two of its 15 games there since 2000, conceding over 110 points in each of its last two matches. Great to see Luke Jackson. Um, He's been a slow build this year, but um, incrementally getting better and a great performance last weekend. Sean Darcy in good form, Andy Brasher in good form, Luke Ryan. Buddy Franklin under pressure this week. But there are lots of like about them. Errol Goulden went, no booing. went outside no the contest there, last mate. week and got a ton of the footy. Is um, that what you're saying? Why is he under pressure? Oh, because there's been it's been a week of, focus. of headlines yeah. about Buddy. Well, there'll be no all. booing. Yeah. I'm picking Sydney. Uh, I trust them at the SCG. They are gettable. Mm. I could easily see Frio winning this game. I'm just not sure what I didn't what I did like about Frio last week is they put Hawthorne away, right? Yeah. They, they, they were, kicked their biggest score under Longmuir. They did. But what I didn't like Good was sign. for three quarters they got smashed at centre clearances by a very young, yeah. and they're a young midfield too. So there were some there were some things there still to work on. You Love know, to see Freo get up here and get on a roll. I really would, but I'm going to pick Sydney. You know, half their team hasn't played there. So what Longmuir does is when when they go to the ground that no one's been to, and for this week they're having a special sort of tour of the ground. He's going to take them around, show them where, show them where the fifty metre line touches the square which is probably only 48 metres anyway. I'd love to measure it's that. It's a smaller metres. ground, yeah. So you just roll, you just roll out of the middle and have a shot. I mean, that's the sort of stuff they've got to adjust to. The day we got kicked by 30 goals kicked against us, that's what we didn't realise. Come straight out of the middle, kick a goal. That's what the Swans boys were doing. Famously, Rodney Ebe, when he was coaching Sydney, turned up one day and Damien Drum was coaching the reserves and he just looked at the team and went, something's not right out there. There was no centre-half forward. And he said, Damien, what are you... Why is there no centre? Oh, I've just decided to experiment with that one. The short ground, and he goes, Damien, put the centre half forward back. <laughs> what about. Uh, okay, I'll test you out here. The last time the um, Dockers won at that ground, 2011, you said, didn't you? 20... No, I said, uh, it's won only two of 15 since 2000. When, I'm not last sure it was time, 2011. 2011 was, okay. was the last time they yep. won. So it's over a decade since yep. they've won there, right? There was one bloke, one bloke, uh, one Dockers player. Who was playing in that game? Who was that? One Dockers' current player. Yes, is that one, right? One, <sighs> and he was twenty years old at the time, so he's thirty not, odd now. Not five. Five. Yeah. Five. He was the only bloke that's played. The last time they won at that game, Fife was ground, yeah. ground. The blokes that have come in like Ace probably and not Jackson. many teams have won there. By the way, it's it's that's, yeah. they've got that record for a reason. It's hard, it's easy to defend that ground for Sydney play exactly. beautifully. So just to clarify that, all the guys that have come in like Amira, Jackson, Ace, blah blah blah, Hamling, they've all won there. Yeah. But the only actual Docker to win there, proper Docker from from way back when when they won last time was five. Who are you picking? So I'm picking. I'm ticking Sydney for that. Oh no, no, I'm not. Sorry, I'm tipping Fremantle. Jeez, that was. A I reckon clip. they are on a roll. I just realised what I said on mm-hmm. the news tonight. They, they, they <laughs> <laughs> I don't look we, like an those, idiot. Pre, those early records, Barry. They can. Trip no, no, you up tip, I am tipping Fremantle. Um, J Lo's changed his style. I, I even quizzed him. This is classic. We went to the presser this week, and I said, "Oh, you've changed your, your system up a bit. Oh, it's really good." Like I was giving him a bouquet, and he goes, "No, I haven't. I haven't changed anything for a year. We're playing exactly the same way." I was going, 
I was that close to going, Justin, I have spoken to blah, blah, and blah, and they have told me, like players, three players, I was going to name and say, they've told me this is what you've said to them, what you've done. I'm wondering why he didn't take the bouquet. Why oh, Coaches don't like to give anything away, anything. I think it might have been something to do with David King because David King's been the guy who said very critical that, yeah. that he. Changed, well, everyone's been he, critical, but he gave him a bouquet and said he's not stubborn. Stubborn coaches get sacked. He's not stubborn. He changed his game plan. They're going better. They are going more direct. Well, they, they are, are playing on. They're being Definitely. more aggressive. Definitely, and he would he wouldn't admit to it. It was funny. So they were playing this this hold up footy from the back half where they were looking for the right exit point, and it got them. You know, they came unstuck because of it. They were pushed wide and overusing the footy and all of that. But when they go direct down the middle, it's amazing what happens. Maybe it was a nuanced. Is that the word? Yeah, a nuanced thing. You know, like he thinks. He hasn't changed his game plan, but he's just tweaked a few things. Yeah. And so maybe it was just a – anyway, it was weird that he didn't do that. So to give you a bit more on that, their yes. efficiency was amazing, 63% efficiency inside 50. Mm-hmm. They used to be 40. Oh, though, used against 40, Hawthorne? Yeah, used to be 45%. Yeah, that Hawthorne defence was really poor actually last week. And um, as I said, the midfield was great. Uh, the Hawthorne forward yeah, line. Well, Brayshaw had 34 two goals, yep. so he's back. Yep. Um, Hayden Young was the other one that people don't talk about. Racked well, up. I do. Did you, did you I talk about him every week. Did you mention I put him in the midfield. I put him on a wing. But you haven't mentioned him, have you? Today, I think I briefly, but yeah, no, I haven't yet. Oh, no. yeah. So, because Sam Mitchell said in his press conference, we didn't have an answer for Hayden Young. Mm. What a bouquet. A few teams do, really. Bouquet. I mean, he's a very good player. And then Jackson, of course... 24 disposals, seven tackles, six marks, four clearances, two mm, goals. Fair game. His best, best Got ever. Got the coaches' votes. Both coaches voted yeah. for him. Career best. So if he's turned the corner, they could be back. I'd, I'd could urge, be ba- are they back? No, not yet. And I'd urge, not back. I'd urge some caution. You, As you know, Barra, 21-year-old, young players can fluctuate in their form. So let's. You know. Alex Pierce still not quite back to be- his best. He looks like Did he's a pretty good job at the top. weekend. He was on um, Mitch Lewis. Mitch Lewis, I think, kicked one or two. Um, although it was pretty poor um, delivery down there. But, yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job last week. He looks like he's carrying a toe injury, I reckon. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Toe injury. Okay. uh, That's very specific. Blundstone Arena, Saturday, 12.10 p.m. North Melbourne, $5.25 in all sorts. Port Adelaide, $1.16. Coming home with a wet sail, although it's only round nine. Uh, Kangaroos averaging just 60 points from their last five games, ranked last. Port Adelaide has won eight of its last nine games against North Melbourne by 39 points. Connor Rosie going beautifully. Um, Horn Francis playing against his old mm. side for the first time. He will be booed. And where is the game, mate? Not, not, not that he should be, but he will. Be. I think North, it's different. Other claims, other clubs I don't get. Mate, this is on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He shouldn't be booed. But against He's a kid who's had mental health problems. And you're saying he should be booed. Uh, North Melbourne, it, you can understand why North yeah, Melbourne I, I, fans would be. If it's Rory Lobb and if it's Griffin Logue who've left the club and walked out the door, I get that. But not a kid. No, not no. His, I get your point. I'm and saying, he's already dis, already declared that he has struggled with yes, mental health. The point I make we is... Aren't, we're not encouraging that, are we? I'm, I'm saying that I'm expecting North Melbourne to oh, okay, it's his old will team. Be I'm saying the other... T- I can't understand... I can't understand why he would play against, say, a St Kilda or a, um, any other team and he's booed. They've got no skin in the game. But when it's North Melbourne, you can understand why the number one draft pick, he left to go mm-hmm. home. You can understand why they're a bit angry. Yeah, you get Particularly that. But you're not encouraging it. Um, look, North, there's still some green shoots there. Harry Sheasel's having a great year, but... 
just too many players down, and it looks like the old Clarko magic. The mm. early sh- sugar hit that I talk of has worn off, and now it's just down. It just seems like a long season ahead from North Melbourne. Um, is there a battle on for the wooden spoon, though? Oh, of course there I is. I ask your quarters. Oh, you think West Coast just laid Amazair or Hawthorne? Well, the Eagles play Hawthorne in Tasmania shortly. Oh, well, the Harley Reid Cup. And actually, you didn't even bring Luke Bruce to Mil- to to Perth last week. And CJ. Yeah. GF didn't come either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Interesting managed yes, out. Yes, mate. Now you're going you to see where I'm going. No, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying they were very... I didn't say you were suggesting anything. Very else. interesting. Uh, <laughs> their best forward <laughs> oh, stayed yeah. home, and they're one of their best young blokes. Yeah, interesting. I'm, oh, jeez, I, I stubbed my toe. Oh, you're out. Out. Stay back here. <laughs> yeah, that was like Mason Cox over here last year when Ollie Henry came on as the sub, and Mason Cox had the finger injury. It was wet, remember? Yeah, yeah. And so, Mason, you're out. Oh, no, no, okay. I'm I okay. The bro- finger's okay. Mason, it's not. Sit down. Ollie, you're on. Ollie kicks three goals, I think, and they win. <laughs> that started Collingwood season. It's like year. Monty Python and the Black Plague. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Bring out your dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I'm not dead. <laughs> yes, you are. No, no, I'm feeling much better. No, 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 you're dead. <laughs> he good, old, him. good old Monty Python, I feel like that most hey, days. Hey, mate, where was that game, by the way? That game? Where was it being played? That's three times you asked me. Hobart. Yes. How stupid is that? How sh- Honestly. Why? How, like, how stupid is that? But Blundstone, what's wrong with that? Jason Horn, France. So, surely there's some bloke who, plan- who plans the... What's wrong with Who does the fixturing? I don't get you. It's Travis Wild, isn't it? Yeah. I love – he's actually a very good guy, so it's not him. It's obviously his assistant. <laughs> his assistant, no one told him, hey, mate, Jason Horn Francis against his old club first time. How about we put it in Melbourne or in Port Ad- in Adelaide? Some, let's put it in Melbourne because he's against well, his old club. This is North Melbourne's home game. They're not playing it in Adelaide. And they've got a four yeah, games they, they play in Tassie. Where would they get a better crowd? Oh, <laughs> yeah. being, surely you'd understand that. You'd play – Jason Horn Francis against North Melbourne for the first time in Melbourne. Well, they can't play at the MCG because that's the next game. That's Righto. Hawthorne v Melbourne, 2.35pm. Hawthorne, $7.50, probably deservedly so after last week. Melbourne, nine. Hawthorne, now this is a big stat, mm-hmm. has conceded 65.5 points per game from turnovers this season, ranked last. That's where you get Hawthorne every week on turnover. The Demons in pretty good form. Lucky to win against Gold Coast last week, but up there it's hard. The Demons have outscored their opponents by 17.8 points per game in the final term, Barra, ranked number one. So you want to be ahead at three-quarter time. The Demons are averaging 110 points against teams outside the top eight this season, ranked fourth um, in really good form. Christian Bataka, Max Gorn, and that combination with Grundy, I, I think this is going to be a spanking, and I'm picking Melbourne. Yeah, I think you're right. So Hawthorne, so Bruce returns. <laughs> Bruce and CJ, I think, back in, yes. And Jayath. It'll be a pretty good side out there this week. <laughs> they reckon Cam McKenzie's banging down the door. Really. He is. He played, went back, had two weeks in the VFL, had 30-plus. Christian Salem is cleared to play for Melbourne. He hasn't been, he's been out for uh, this uh, whole season, hasn't he, with that knee injury. Um, that'll be interesting. And Van, Ru- Van Royen. Well, we'll wait and see what happens. See what happens there. Yeah, in Melbourne for sure. Uh, Brisbane, Gabba, Saturday night. Brisbane Lions $1.25, Essendon $4, 5.25pm. Interesting game. Could 
could could be an upset, but I'm not picking. I'm picking Brisbane. Um, since round five, the Lions have won the time in forward half differential by eight minutes and 57 seconds per game, ranked number one, Barra. They get it down there and they keep it down there and they generally score with that multi-pronged forward mm-hmm. line. Essendon has lost four of its last five matches at the Gabba with its only win coming in round 17 last season by 10 points. Well, there's an interesting recent memory for Essendon that no doubt they will draw on. Too much to like about Brisbane with that midfield led beautifully by Josh Dunkley and Lockie Neal. We've talked about their forward line, Hipwood, Danaher, Cameron. Um, much to like about Essendon too. They've lost a couple of close games. They could easily be in the eight. Um, well led by Merritt. Darcy Parrish in good form. Dylan Shield. So, uh, Zach Merritt, sorry, I should have said. Um, I reckon they'll run them close. I reckon it'll be closer than you think, but Brisbane win this. Yeah, the Bombers' backline's really decimated though now, isn't it? Jordan Ridley... Out with that concussion, and Jaden Laverde, Laverde, yep. Laverde is Gonski as well. Um, I reckon they're really going to struggle to stop Brisbane's forwards. Um, Massimo D'Ambrosio, good might, player, might get a reprieve. Eh, I'd like to see him back in there. Great name. And Zorko reckons he's sweet. Come back early. Zorko, the great return. Imagine if Zorko, <laughs> Zorko, the great Kitty Coleman. Cloud over him. Darcy Gardner not far away. I reckon Brisbane might do it easy here. Mm. You think it's going to be close? I think it'll be close. I, 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 think can't, I can't see them stopping down here. I agree with that foot, the um, forward line v the um, holes in the Essendon's defence. This is a different Essendon side, though. This is a bit like the yeah, St Kilda yeah. model where their all-over defence is much better than it was, and that's something. Yep. Brad Scott, um, interesting interview earlier this week where the player said 90% of their pre-season was focused on defence first, so there you go. Right, we'll see. Now, Barra. Yes, mate. Saturday, five mm-hmm. thirty PM at Marble Stadium. This game, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing to a tip now, but I'm telling you what, I'm still torn over it. Carlton, a dollar ninety two v the Western Bulldogs, a dollar eighty five. What's going to happen, Barrett? Will the real Carlton stand up here? Oh, surely, for Vossi's sake, surely they must. That, there's been so, there's been so much pressure. That's a slab. That's, a, that's my phone just started off. off. That's weird. The other day I was talking to someone and my phone was recording it and writing it out. I don't did it, that does it to me all the time. Imagine if the I other te- day I looked at my phone and it rang someone, and I had to say to, I had to I had to text them and say it's spooky. You know, the other day you were talking to me about something. I think it was about marathon running, and mm-hmm. we might have been talking about yes, uh, it was equi- equipment or something. And I started getting ads for that equipment. Yeah, you do. And, yeah. and it was you talking about yeah, it. Yeah, well, wasn't even me. There you go. How that, mate, that's spooky. So we that? talked about turnover with Hawthorne, Barrett. The Blues last week conceded 85 points from turnover, the most they have conceded in a game since 2021. Um, they won 57 more disposals than the Lions last round. The second time in the last three weeks they have had at least more, 50 more disposals and lost the game. Uh, the Bulldogs playing pretty well, mate. Uh, Marcus Bonampelli, my pick for the Brownlow preseason. Mm. I reckon I'm pretty much on track, notwithstanding a Nick Dacos, who's probably ahead, but the Bont's done nothing wrong. I'm going to pick Carlton. Whoa. Even though I said I jumped off last week, I think it's Backs the last to the roll. Wall. Backs to the wall, this last roll of the dice. Save the coach. The, uh, seriously, it's not save the coach, mate. It's almost save contracted the coach to time. the end of next year, so, so they what? can't get. Well, you, you have doesn't to pay. care about that. Okay, pay over a dollar for the soft cap. Pay, yeah, they have to pay. Mate, for they'll it. cop it. They will cop it. You heard Brian Cook on the radio. He even sort of admitted that, uh, you know, so things are being looked at. Some interesting commentary about Carlton's midfield. You know, Walsh, Chera. Um, 
it's they're a bit one-dimensional in that they're great players, but they don't have that dusty. They don't have mm. that X-factor midfielder who can burst out of stoppages and change a game. So what they they look at mixing that up a little bit. You know, I really they're a much better side when Saad and Doherty are there in the back half. Yeah. But just last week they just messed around with the footy and just didn't take their opportunities. Kerno was shut down. So this is going to be a really interesting game. Mate, if he loses, I just I'm giving them one last yeah, chance. Okay. And if they let me down, I am off. If Voss loses, I am jumping off. I'm telling you, if Voss loses this game, that's the first blow to the end of his time. Yeah, they got a tough period ahead too, so they have to oh, win this game. By the my, way, the dogs are you know not no locks either. Listen to this: they got the Bulldogs, then they've got Collingwood, Sydney, Melbourne, Essendon. Yeah. So that is going to decide Voss's career. That's going to decide whether they play finals the next four weeks. Yeah, I'd agree with the finals. At, um, Bulldogs, of Collingwood, Sydney, Melbourne, Essendon. Mate, the, I, if I was Vossy, I'd be that. Oh, you'd be despondent, wouldn't you? If they drop this game, he is under so well, much pressure. They'll come money to coach a team. It's a results they industry. They will come for him. Matt Kennedy will go into the 22 after he was the sub. He looked fantastic. Yeah, Zach Fisher could be back. And the Bulldogs, Trelaw, obviously out. Eugle Hayden paces a fitness test. Crozier's been going. Remember Crozier? Oh, yeah. Hayden Crozier. He might come back in. And Mitch Hannon, remember him? Another forgotten bloke. Toby yep. McLean, another one. They're all knocking on the door as well. But the Bont, now I want to tell you about the Bont. How's this? Top 10 players in the AFL after eight rounds, according to champion data. Mm-hmm. Who's number one? Bont. Good guess. And they've gone back and done this rankings that they do since 2010. He'd be in there every year. At round eight, the Bont is having the second best season they've ever seen. The, the, the only better season so far has been Gary Ablett in 2010. Mm-hmm. So he's Ablett-esque this year. Ablett-esque. Mm. Amazing, isn't it? That's better. Remember Fife, when he won the Brownlow, what year was that? He had a monster year. Well, he won two. The Bont, the, yeah, that, that one year, was it 2015 or 2013? One of those two. That year, was he was monstrous. Well, the Bont is going better than him. The Bont is going the best since Ablett in 2010. Wow. And they've ranked Kernos two. Mm-hmm. They've got Mitch Owens third. Wow, have they? Mitch Owens. Oh, he's good. They've had a really good season. I shouldn't. I mean, that surprises me that he's three, but he has had a good year. Very good year. Just based on you know what he should be doing and what he's doing. Nick Dacos four. I'm surprised he's not higher. Charlie Cameron is doing better than Jeremy Cameron apparently. Oh yeah, well he's had a good year, Charlie. But Jeremy's, it's, yeah, that surprises me. But G- Charlie's been really good. So it goes Charlie Cameron five, Jeremy Cameron six. What you hear is seven. It's a bloke at St Kilda. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> who, who would you guess? Oh, it's just a, tell me. He's in the top ten. Uh, it's not a misprint. Mason Wood. No, he's had a good year. I'm surprised he's that high, though. But he has had a very <laughs> good year. going, he's had a good Best year, year of his yeah, career. So you're a good judge, Obvious, but seven? Yeah, obviously responding to Ross Lyon. He's one of those players that Ross Lyon gets up. But Kills that surprises him. me he's that high. And then it's Tim English, still side bottom, Christian Petrarca. So, you know, I, I'm surprised Tim English is not top three. Mm. He has had a great season. He'd be the best ruckman in the comp right now. So it's Bont, Daylight, mm. Charlie Kerno, and Mitch Owens, amazing. Right so he's going to win the race. We better move there. on. Um, Adelaide Oval, Sunday, 11.10 a.m. Adelaide Crows, $1.62. St Kilda, $2.30. Um, I reckon... We might see St Kilda just drop a couple from here. I just noted a few things last week. Um, 
from the Saints that I just reckon they're tapering what off a King, little bit. What if Max King plays? Uh, yeah, it's interesting commentary around that from the coach this week. I don't think he's going to play this week. Don't think so? Not quite ready. I think they'll just massage him in, if you like. Um, Adelaide, Anthony Cam- Caminetti, he's back. Good player. Yeah. Very good player. Zane Cordy's back. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to feel better about the Saints? Oh, look, I feel good about them, but I'm picking Adelaide. Rowan, I'm picking Adelaide in Adelaide. <laughs> Rowan Marshall's under a cloud and so is Jade Gresham. Jack Billings. Jack Billings? Mate, they're getting a few back. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, that they I might be getting tired and the sugar hit might be wearing off and all the rest of it. That was a, one of the worst games I've ever watched that game against oh, North last week. It was Seriously. the old Ross Lyon, wasn't it? Oh, it was just... Oh. Adelaide could unleash Irish recruit Mark Keane for his first game in two years. Don't know much about him. Do you know much about him? No. Um, if not Keane, the Crows could opt for Andrew McPherson, Will Hamill or Josh Worrell after strong showings in the Waffle. We talked about Richmond's turnover of players. St Kilda's only used 27 players this season. It's the fewest of any team. So they've been very settled, but I'm picking Adelaide. Adelaide in Adelaide, eh? Um, And the final game, uh, before we get on to some mail, Collingwood, $1.15 v. the Giants. $5.50 $5.50 MCG, big moment for the Giants players to get out there on the G against one of the big clubs. Uh, one thing I'll talk about here is, and um, by the way, I'm picking Collingwood to win that one quite comfortably. Scott Pendlebury already has the most games at the MCG. If they win, which I expect them to, he'll go to 139 wins, which means he has won the most games at the MCG. Wow. Who does he pass? He's right, locked on 138 with another player right now. A Collingwood player? No, a Richmond player. Jack From Revolt? the past, from the past. Oh, from Long the past. Long retired. Long retired. Hmm. Uh, Michael Roach? Nope. Uh, no, Michael Roach. Great player, but no. <laughs> Who played the most games? For- oh, Bartlett. Kevin Bartlett. Yeah, yeah. Go on past KB. Who will if they win? That's, yeah. worth, no, that's worth sprouting. They'd be putting that on your Facebook page. Barra, now it's time for this. <laughs> Just testing Saddle out Michaela, our producer there. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. She's bag. enthralled Yes, show. thank you to Thirsty Camel. We will be giving out a block very shortly, a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp. What a beautiful drop it is, Barra. Please send your mail in to Quarters and Barra at WA News. Dot com dot au. Please include all your details and please keep them short. Uh, this one from John. Morning, Quarters and Barra. Morning, John. Given the amount of gambling and betting partnerships promoted with the AFL, when will clubs be held more accountable for their injury reporting? The Geelong injury list this week has players listed as short or medium term. First, I've seen this without an estimated time frame or a TBC. Well, the West Coast, the Masters at the TBC, but I guess they have got a very long injury list. In the NBA, Barra, teams are fined if they do not report their injuries in an acceptable time frame or manner, and late changes outs are frowned upon. That's a good email. Mm. Very you know, good email. And, and, and with sports betting, uh, I, I sort of get why the NFL does it. I mean, it's, you know, a lot. there's a lot of people betting on these games, and they probably need to have... Accurate information, but the clubs are... Do you reckon you can actually hide much information? I don't think... I can't remember a time... I reckon you can. Do you? Yeah, managed, um, general soreness. What does general soreness mean? It means rib. The general got him, but I I reckon I would back myself to find out if a bloke was injured or not. And so surely the AFL coaches with all their resources and all their spies and... You know, I've seen blokes turn up at training, watch training all week. You know, they're taking notes... Really, it's pointless. Why are they trying to hide stuff? Yeah, yeah, good point. That's a good email. That's on in my list of potentials. I've got a couple from Tuesday. Mm. 
hello, this one's from Jermaine, who won it on Tuesday or last week. How do I claim the prize I won last week? Simple, just send your details into quartersandbarrow.com.au and we'll get you a voucher. <laughs> Hi, guys. Please keep up the great work. Here is a left-field suggestion, which I'd love to get your thoughts on. I have several extended family members living in the Midwest and also the Wagen area, and they have been telling me about the excitement ex-AFL players like Paul Duffield coaching at Wagen, Matt Prittis for Williams, Dane Swan playing a game for Chapman Valley a few weekends ago, and the Northampton boys in Josh Kennedy and Harry Taylor have brought to the local clubs in game revenue, social events, and experience to the next generation. Got me thinking about a possible way of getting these AFL players back playing in the country and giving back to the grassroots, which I feel is greatly neglected by the big wigs in AFL House. Bear with me. Obviously, my suggestion will need more work put in with it, but with the means the AFL and the Players Association takes from their TV rights, gambling companies, etc. Could it be possible that if an AFL player commits a year or X amount of games for a grassroots team out of the big smoke, they get more added to their AFL players superannuation fund? It goes on, but I think that's a, that's a really good point. So you play... Um, you commit a number of games in retirement, I guess, to a country um, a country mm. team. I like it. Well, Josh Kennedy's doing that, yeah. isn't he? Up at Northam, uh, Northampton. As long as players North, in the opposition don't go silly and start trying to belt them. I, I love seeing ex-players give back to the country footy. It's fantastic. Yeah, it does yeah. a lot for the community. Everyone gets around it. I don't Nothing better than going to a game of country footy, that, I reckon. I don't think that violence is there anymore. Ever since that huge blue in the grand final in, in Bunbury. Remember that one? Yeah. When they when the water boys were sort of bouncers and all that sort of stuff, do you remember that? What yeah. happened there? That mm. was unbelievable. I think they cleaned it all up. And I'll tell you something else: Duffield, Prittis, I think Fraser McGuinness, Josh Smith are both playing at York as well. Former AFL players. David Mundy's going down to Margaret River to Good have a game. And we mentioned Josh Kennedy and and I think uh, someone else is going up to Northampton as well to play, aren't they? Harry Taylor maybe. But that you know that we lost a player this week. This is the Perth Football Club. That might be too close. Anyway, I know of a player who has left a waffle club and to go for big money in the country, thousand bucks. Yeah, well, as you would, thousand bucks a game. Our players get three hundred. Isn't there a salary cap of like three grand on the (laughs) in the country? Don't know, mate. (laughs) Anyway, a couple of my um, mates played footy back in Victoria, and at the end of every year, they used to go. Their end-of-season trip was to a country area, and they'd go to a country football league grand final. And two of them would dress up. And one day they turned up at this country footy, middle of country Victoria, as Batman and Robin. And um, they turned up at the gate, and the bloke tried to charge them. Batman said, sorry, fair citizen, I'm here in a crime-fighting capacity. (laughs) And proceeded to jump over the gates... Into the ground, and then they did a lap around the ground, high fiving kids. So they broke kids. the law, Bat- yeah. Batman, Batman, and Robin, <laughs> high fiving kids. And then when they put the ball in the middle of the ground, this dusty ground, the Batman went out with his cape and bounced the footy, and the umpires were very upset about it. Very, very funny stuff. Um, I digress, of course, uh, as I usually do. This one from Sam. Hey, gents, Simon. Uh, sorry, Simpson. So Adam Simpson said he's going to rotate players being captains while Shuey is away. Mm. It is maybe a sign that they're trying out players for the next captain for the next season. Um, look, possibly. We don't know what Luke Shuey is going to do. I actually think he's the best man for the job right now. He's a great leader. Obviously, he can't get yeah. on the park, so that's a problem. So he'll I, have I, to, I, I love Boots. Yeah. I love him. I love the guy. I love his wife. I love his family. I love him all, all around. You know, I love that he won the Norm Smith. But, but he's not end. captaining next year. Yeah, no, he's not. There's no question. No, 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 that. he's not. So this so bloke's on the it? money. So McGovern and So Barassa, Oscar Allen is the guy who will be captain. But so he'll be trialed. Barass and McGovern are the deputies right now, though. Yeah, 
So, so McGovs, I think Oscar, he won't be doing it this week. No, I think <laughs> not playing for another five six weeks. I think Oscar Allen is a definitely a future captain of the Eagles, but I'm not sure if they don't give it to Barras for a year or two. I'm just just mm. throwing it out there. Well, the fact that, or even McGovern, to be honest, because he's got two more years. But if Simpson is, this is where this guy is very clever. What's his name? Sam. Sam, mate, we've got some very good listeners. We do because if he's rotating it now, that means he's changing it. Yeah. Unless Oscar becomes Oscar, unless Oscar does the job and can't do it, and like Josh Kennedy couldn't give a speech and all that sort of stuff. Remember when Josh had a crack and he he went to water and Darren Glass sort of jumped in, almost mocked him, had to step oh. in <laughs> and help him out. Not, I love Josh Kennedy too, but it's definitely changing. Uh, last one, Andrew Highquarters and Barra. Does this upcoming underwhelming round for both WA clubs, it's a bit harsh, and their opponents cry out to be promoted as the Battle of the Harbour and the Battle of the Coast with some old-fashioned physicality to see if it could stimulate some viewing interest? That one's from Andrew. <laughs> bring Barra. back the biff. Very funny. Let's not bring back the biff, actually. Those days are long gone. So, Barra, is it Sam with his suggestion about the captaincy? Is it... John. Um, no, it's not John. There's a bloke on Tuesday who completely Yes, is it Harris team. about the um, – no, so Harris was about the uh, prior opportunity. No, no. And there was him. another one um, from uh, David from Dunsborough. Dave from Dunsborough. Uh, Jack Darling, move up to the wing and get more time around the That's footy. That's it, Jack Darling. So we're giving it Into to the ruck. Dave right? from yep. Dunsborough wins yeah, the – the um, carton this week. God's the country. Cart- well, Dave not the carton, God's the country. block of Great Northern Super Crisp. So please uh, email your details to quartersandbearer at wanews.com.au. Thank you for listening. Good luck with See your you, tips buddy. this weekend. I fear I've done something horribly wrong by picking Carlton, but fingers crossed. Don't let me down, Blues. Th- thanks, McCarter. Thanks, Barra. Look forward to uh, wrapping up with you on Tuesday. See you, buddy. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.